the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. I want to play a bit of this Matt Bevan uh, answer to a woman uh, who was in Washington, D.C. He had just spoken to the president with the uh, governor's conference. And uh, this woman asked him, uh, you know, we've got to do something. Listen. How do you reconcile the children's lives are most important with the comments you've made to the media about it's naive and premature to talk about gun control and that it's culture and not guns that is causing these these horrible things? I'll tell you exactly how I reconcile that. First of all, a month ago in Kentucky, we had a very similar situation. Made a very concerted effort to make sure that we removed the media circus from the healing process. So within 24 to 48 hours, you're probably not even aware, most people aren't, that I had a 15-year-old come into a school in Kentucky last month and shoot 16 children at point-blank range, two of whom died. A set of twins were both shot and taken to a level one trauma center. They lived. This is very real to me. I've sat with these families. You also probably are not aware of the fact that I buried my oldest child. Died under different circumstances, but went to school and didn't come home. She was 17 years old. I know exactly, not exactly, it's not possible to know exactly what another person's going through, but I know exactly what it feels like to bury your oldest child. I know what the impact is on a family. I don't come at this with a sense of sympathy, but empathy. The point that I've made that's been largely misconstrued, I'll reaffirm with you and tell you exactly why it comes from, where it comes from. This idea, just as solving this issue, is able to be solved with a single law or rule or change, is naive and delusional. And so we shouldn't allow ourselves to entertain naive and delusional thoughts. It is part of a broader construct, just as this issue is. And the point that I made that I'll reiterate is that if we think that a part of what we are seeing is not a cultural problem, we're kidding ourselves. And the point that I've made is this. What has shifted in the last 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years? It's not the percentage of guns that we find in homes. And you can give me a statistic that there's now more guns. Fair enough, I'll submit that that may be true. I'm not going to argue with you. But the reality is there's fewer homes that have guns in them than there were 50 years ago when children didn't walk into schools and shoot themselves and shoot each other. That's a fact. You can confirm that. But I'll tell you this. When I was a kid, kids brought guns to school. Kids brought guns on the school bus. Kids brought guns to school in their own uh, vehicles. Kids didn't shoot each other with them. So some things have not changed. What has changed? We as a culture, as a society, and it's very germane to this topic as well. He was talking to a woman who said, you know, how can you possibly say that this doesn't have anything to do with guns? And he says, how can you possibly say this doesn't have something to do with our culture, with something that is happening inside of our kids? And he talks a little bit about guns. And then he says, here's what's really going on. What has changed? There's not there's there are more guns, but but not more guns uh, per household. You know, there are more households without guns than ever before. So, 
kids when i was growing up when he said when he was growing up kids would come to school with guns we did i mean kids would go hunting and then they would leave their gun you know in their truck and it would be unlocked they always had gun racks always, in their truck. always had gun racks. there was always a and, rifle in it right and, and and this is just the way things were so what has changed listen to what he says what has changed we as a culture as a society and it's very germane to this topic as well we don't value human life like we did. We remove increasingly respect for the dignity of other people. You look at how rampant pornography is, the degradation and disrespect for women and for human life in general. It is so systemic. People of our age have not been exposed like our children have been. There's not a child in America that hasn't been exposed to pornography, I guarantee you, if they're above the age of 12. That's a fact. It is so systemic, it's horrific. And it desensitizes us at every turn. And so we're desensitized to the value and dignity of human life. We're desensitized through, and this is to the heart of what I said that you seem to take exception with, is that through violent video games, where literally you are encouraged, and you can roll your eyes all you want, man, but I will say this. You explain to me the value of a game that encourages somebody to go back and finish them off where you get points for, for kill counts and you slaughter people. We're desensitizing people to the value of life. So he goes on, and, and, and check it out on The Blaze. Um, it's, it's amazing. He goes on for another four minutes, and he talks about different things. And this, this woman keeps rolling her eyes and, and is, you know, is not open. And he, he says at the end, I, you know, I don't understand how you can say you're, you're open-minded, and yet you will reject everything that i'm saying here and blame it all on guns i i I don't understand it yeah um we're broken and i I, it's interesting because uh president trump yesterday met with video game industry leaders and most people just dismissed that already they moved on past that discussion where that's nothing to do with it um and i was really impressed that he took the time to talk to these guys about exactly what matt bevin's talking about there is there some correlation now, a lot of research says no. I just don't believe that. A lot of research says it. yes. Yeah. A lot of research says yes, that your brain is not formed fully and stable until you're 25. Now, you know, there's, there's also research that shows that the brain internalizes that as an actual event. So you can say, my kid knows the difference, and they might, but the brain itself does not it internalizes that as something real and especially the more and more real these games become the more real the brain is saying it is yeah and you're first person shooting now you know it's you it's yeah. walking through there hey, you know and i tend to be on the opposite side of with you guys on on this mm-hmm. but i mean i, I think like it, i think part of the problem when people talk about these things is it's it's a much more narrow issue than is usually discussed like we talk about this with guns all the time there's more guns in america than there has been ever right there's 320 million guns guns have doubled in the past 20 years at that time the uh the crime rate has gone in half right so there's so the correlation i think societally because the rise of violent video games has been in that same period right we went from almost no violent video games to all the ones that we have now in the same period where the crime rates have dropped by half the issue i guess is more of a focus on that one kid, 
right? The mm-hmm. one kid who is mm-hmm. borderline, does he decide to cross a line because of some um, something that he's affected with playing these games? And, you know, whether you can actually manage that out, I don't know. I think it's a great... Can there's, I, can, a, there's no reason to risk it if you're a parent. I mean, I don't know why right. you'd want your kids here, to play these games if you're if you're a parent. It, it's the sum total, I think, of everything. I, I want you to listen to this. This is what uh, Dr. James Knoll, the director of forensic psychiatry at State University of New York's Upstate Medical University, said. Okay, he's a guy who's been studying these killers. Listen to what he said, because people are like these killers are crazy. He says, no, they're not. No, they're not. Massacre killers are typically marked by what are considered personality disorders, grandiosity, resentment, self-righteousness, a sense of entitlement. They are collectors of injustice who nurture their injustice with narcissism. They preserve their egos, they exaggerate past humiliations, and externalize their anger, blaming others for their frustrations. Now, let me ask, let's take this list one by one. Are we, are we seeing in our society grandiosity? Sure. Self-aggrandizement? Of course. Mm. We're seeing it everywhere. I love the phrase, collectors of injustice. What yeah. a... right. So perfect. Are we seeing a society that is dwelling on resentment? Yes. Mm -hmm. Are we a society that is dwelling on self-righteousness? I'm right. You're wrong. I'm so right. You're so wrong. I won't even be your friend anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How about a sense of entitlement? Mm. (laughs) How about collectors of injustice who, uh, who nurture their wounded narcissism? I can't. I, I'm being inflicted. Pain's being inflicted on me every day because of this statue. It's all about me. Me, me, me. Mm. Collector of injustice? We are all talking about the injustice of things now. And to preserve their ego, they exaggerate past humiliations. <laughs> this, this might as well be our constitution at yeah, this point. Yeah, it is. And externalize our anger. Case closed. We are a society that is becoming killers. And you can't cure that with taking guns away. You can't cure that with taking video games away. You can't cure that with any of these things. You can ban all of it, and it's not going to change that fundamental problem with society. Can you imagine a classroom? And and this is in a really nice area of of, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, where... uh, in a high school, a fight breaks out. A pretty violent fight between two kids. So what does the teacher do? Does he jump in there and separate them and tell them, stop it, knock it off? No, he's standing over on the side with his phone, filming it, recording it, smiling. Uh, I think we have the actual... Yeah, look at him. We have him. He's, yeah, look at him. I mean, they're oh really wailing on each other. And the teacher is just, eh, just standing there. Even the Filming teacher, the thing. He's, smiling. He's kind of enjoying it. This is great. Look Even at them the, the, beat the crap out of each other. Somebody else yeah. is, twi- is, is uh, I don't Filming know, Snapchat. Him. Periscoping or Snapchat. Yeah. Even yeah. teachers record fights only at uh, McKinney High School. I mean, that's despicable. Uh, that's a broken society where a teacher doesn't intervene. Instead, he records it. I'm going to post this later on. This is In awesome. My- <laughs> it's crazy. You say to anyone in the class that takes their phone out to record it, 
put your damn phone down and help. Yeah. But the problem is we live our whole lives through the phone now, right? We don't experience anything. And we don't intervene in anything because we just want to see it later. Things that we usually don't even look at later, but we want to record it and post it. We just want to show, hey, we're, I was here. Uh, that goes yeah. to the narcissism, I think. I, I was here, and this was really cool. Look at how cool this was. It's crazy. We, it's stuff. true. We we just live on these things. My wife is currently on a kick of some like reorganizational effort in her life, in which uh, one of the people, you know, she's she's got these gurus she listens to, and one of them talks about how, and I think this is completely true, that when you wake up and the first thing you do is to check your iPad, check your cell phone for for your you know your emails. And her point is essentially you're immediately going on someone else's agenda. Mm-hmm. Like the day starts yeah. with you essentially taking That's orders true. from your phone rather than you planning out your day and doing the things mm-hmm. in the order and priority that you wish yep. they should be done. And it's a really, it is a real, it's a real problem. I mean, because it's just changed us. It's just, it's totally changed the way. And mm-hmm. again, it's all in a big experiment, right? I mean, we can get too excited about these things and, 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 and believe, that, you know, cataclysm is coming from every one of these technological changes and societies have always done that. But it is a real fast change mm-hmm. that might not cause cataclysm, but really should be something that we understand us and should and we at least about. talk about yeah, it? Talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Let's just not dismiss it out of hand. Uh, you certainly don't dismiss the gun control out of hand, so why should we yeah. dismiss the psychological things that are happening to us and in our society? And you, you can't say, uh, you know, first of all, you cannot stop technology. I don't want to censor anything. Yeah. You, 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 and it's not one thing. Yeah. It's the entire thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it, we've gone from a society that was j- basically gentle, decent, good, had real problems, you know, it's never a wonderland. But generally, we all agreed, we all saw each other as part of the solution, not part of the problem. Mm-hmm. We trusted people. There was authority. There were standards. Those are all gone now. All of those are gone. And so the things that uh, uh, kept us moored even a little bit are gone. And you add on top of that, the emptiness of people's lives there's what has value in kids lives what 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 do they do that has value and like no other time in our history our kids are under are are on antidepressants why are they so depressed all the time can i tell you something when did that start i I don't don't remember anybody on antidepressants when i was growing up but i tell you uh, pat there's nothing that impresses kids there's nothing. No, I know. You go on a car ride, if they have electronics or a movie in the car, they're not looking outside. They've seen it. They've done it. They there's there's not there's no quiet time. There's no time to think. There's no time to just look. Mm-hmm. There's no time to be bored. You know what I mean? Right. And those are right. important parts of your life, especially in childhood. That's it a gives great <laughs> point because I mean kids don't even say that anymore. Why? Because you're continually entertained by your phone or your iPad. There's no opportunity if to be bored. Kid, if your kids have electronics, if your kids have electronics, think back. When's the last time they said, I'm bored? It's a good question. Well, the second they didn't have the electronics, they all say oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah then it's always like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, if you put a time limit on it, then, then you'll hear that. Yeah. Oh, by, the way, by the way, Silicon Valley parents... Silicon Valley parents are raising their kids now tech-free. 
more wow. and more. Mm, wow. And there's a there was a whole study um, in the Business Insider uh, from the tech world. You know, the current uh, CEO of Apple, uh, uh, of Apple, of Microsoft, many people at Facebook, they're saying there's no electronics in the house. Kids do <laughs> not have access to the weird. What do they know that we don't know? Mm. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.